Hi, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Meg, the expat astrologer. Okay, so we covered off why I'm called the expat astrologer in the last episode. And today I want to talk about what is astrogeography. But before I can do that, I have to say, I'm really sorry if you can hear a growling, snoring in the background. That is my dog, Jack, and he's a pug and he loves to nap. And he likes to sleep in the same room that I'm in. I've tried to move him. He won't move. He just wants to snore really loudly in the background and remind everyone that he is living his absolute best life. So if you do hear it, that's what it is. Okay, so the question that I get asked is, what is astrogeography and is that the same as astrocartography? Now, astrocartography is a concept that was developed by a guy named Jim Lewis in the late 1970s, and he created and copyrighted this term astrocartography. So if anyone ever mentions the term astrocartography, you have to know that it is trademarked and copyrighted by Jim Lewis and the Jim Lewis Foundation owns it. So I'm very mindful not to use that word um, as I haven't studied with um, the foundation. Astrogeography and astrology of place or locational astrology, I mean, they literally all mean the same thing. I could spend a whole episode talking about the different names that people have given it. And I think the reason that they've given it these different names is because of this copyright infringement trademark aspect to the term astrocartography. Mm -hmm. So people have come up with the different names, but essentially they all mean the same thing. Astrogeography takes the natal birth chart in astrology. So it takes the date you were born, the time you were born, the location you were born, taking your birth chart and mapping it into the world. So the different energy lines that run across the whole globe. The planetary energy lines that you were born on, and in some cases you might not even be born on a particular planetary line, they run through the whole map. Mapping of the planetary lines is quite a technical science and it centers around the planets, the sun, the moon, etc., and where they were in the sky at the exact time of your birth. In the early days, astrocartographers used to hand draw these maps. So they would send a request in and they would plot the your chart by hand on an actual piece of paper and send it to you in the post. Nowadays, there's a lot of computer software programs such as astro.com that are free to use and easy, easily accessible. You literally just sign up with a free profile. I've got a resource on my YouTube channel as well as on my Instagram about how you can actually pull up your chart using astro.com. I'm gonna link that into the show notes. Okay, so astro.com calls it astroclick travel, and it's under a term locational astrology. Speaking of locational astrology, some people will call it relocation astrology. Now, this is the belief that when you move from your birthplace to another place, that your birth chart gets relocated. And so they call this relocation astrology. I have a different view on that. I believe that your birth chart is your birth chart no matter where you are in the world and that you could have been born in one place, adopted and moved to a new country, but the essence of who you are and your soul is where you were born. However, I do believe that we can evolve. And so relocation astrology comes in really handy for people that have lived in another location for most of their lives. And I think the essence of them has slowly changed, but their purpose always remains what their natal placement was. Their soul's purpose, the thing that they have arrived on this earth to do 
doesn't change. So it's really important to keep that your natal chart in mind, as well as your relocated chart to see how things may slightly change. But ultimately, natal chart is key. Another good resource is, which is free to use, is AstroSeek. Dot com and it's well used because it's quite a handy tool that you can use to plot your birth chart and your relocated chart and compare the two together then there's obviously paid astrology software that professional astrologers would use so you could book a reading and sometimes the layout or the look and feel of the chart looks different but all the technical information the degrees of your planets and sun everything should stay the same no matter what software program you're using when you're starting out and you're just looking for yourself and your friends and your family, then I think these free resources are very accurate and you should totally use them. Okay, so the next step is to talk about these planetary energy lines that I keep talking about. The energy lines actually refer to the planets, the sun, the moon, the nodes, as well as the planets, including your personal planets, Mars, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and then the outer generational planets like Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, and even asteroid Chiron are all planetary lines that are seen in astrogeography. Okay, so if you're pulling up your chart on astro.com and you're seeing all these lines and all the different colors and they mean different things, the handy thing with astro.com is that they have generic descriptions. So if you click close to or on a particular line, you can see what astro.com recommends about that particular line. The downside to that information is that they're all generic. They don't actually give you accurate information based on your natal placement and the characteristics of the zodiac sign and the house and the, that the planet is in in your chart and all of that the information is really broad and so you'll find that like sun lines are great jupiter lines are great but the negative lines that we often generally hate already the saturn the pluto uranus they're all like oh god end of the world on astro.com and this information is just not factually true for everyone we are not all one size fits all and astro.com tries its very best to give us lots of information but without knowing the science and the actual meanings behind your natal placements you're going to be totally misled if you listen only to that information as an example your sun and the house placement brings up different characteristics and has a different way of expressing itself that's why it's so important to know what your birth chart is and when you're looking at your birth chart you're saying oh i'm an aquarius sun okay great so where is it in your in your chart is it in your 10th house in your fourth house in your first house you need to know what angle your sun sits on as well as the houses that it sits in and you know what aspects or conversations are happening between your sun and all the other planets how does that all play out in your chart you see what I'm saying? It gets really confusing, right? So just explaining it now, I feel like I've gone from talking about astrogeography to giving you a small intro on what astrology is. It's that complicated. I get so many of my clients all coming and saying, all my good lines run in water. And I hate to break it to you, but the world is mostly water. And so, yes, you're going to have a lot of your lines running through water. But does that mean that you're completely lost and you can't move anywhere? And I'm going to have to recommend you find an island or hire a boat and live in the ocean? No, <laughs> that just means that you probably need to book a reading. The other thing that I want to mention is in this episode is that if you're looking at astro.com, you want to go to the top left-hand corner. And 
tick the um, two little check boxes, harmonious aspects and disharmonious aspects. Click both of them. Okay, so now don't be alarmed because that takes a little bit of time to load and it a load of lines come up. Again, it looks like an absolute Christmas tree of information, but those aspect lines are quite important to know because they signify where the support is and where the challenges are in your chart. And no, I'm not saying we have to avoid all the challenges. Um, actually, I'm saying we probably need to lean into them, but that's for another episode. So for right now, we have this full picture of all the lines that are available to you, and it actually gives you more information to work with. So having all that information and having a little bit of understanding of why I call it astrogeography and why somebody else might refer to it as astrocartography and someone else calls it location astrology, we know now that it all means the same thing. And I hope at the end of this episode, you're able to pull your chart and start looking at this information, because as we go through this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about all the detail and hopefully paint a clearer picture about what it means on your chart. Okay, bye for now.